You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, March 2nd. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Residents of Whittier and Girdwood will now have their 911 calls answered over 500 miles away in Sitka. The Sitka Assembly on Tuesday approved a contract worth $55,000 to provide dispatch services for those two communities in a move Sitka's police chief says will help him shore up efforts to recruit local dispatchers. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. The Sitka Police Department is struggling to attract and retain dispatchers. Police Chief Robert Beatty said that the additional funds from Whittier would help the police department better recruit for the open positions. He said the additional calls would amount to only minutes a day added to the workload for dispatchers. There's really no training curve for us because the the process and the computer programs and whatnot that Whittier uses are the same as ours. Uh, we pick up zero paper, paperwork associated with this. This is literally going to be data entry and uh, phone calls. Whittier has a population of around 270 people, and Beatty said their public safety office handles around 4,000 calls a year, which is roughly 11 calls a day, but around 80% of those are self-initiated, meaning an officer is going to do a security check or a public appearance. Beatty said the arrangement with Whittier would be similar to how the police department now handles calls for the Sitka Fire Department. With the same model, we've taken on uh, the fire department's dispatch, and there's been no hiccups in that. And, and of course, I can't speak for um, Chief Warren, but um, I, I think he would agree with me that their response times have has increased and their ability to deal with um, the true nature of their calls has increased. Only one member of the public commented on the contract, and he was supportive. Most assembly members were on board as well. Here's Chris Yestead. Everything with the PD right now, how they're, you know, they're short-staffed, and I was definitely concerned. I know when I first read it, but I think as going through it and then having Chief Beatty come up and explain it out, it's definitely alleviated those concerns that they can handle um, the extra workload. I definitely appreciate a creative way of uh, finding different revenue sources um, for recruitment and retention. The contract with Whittier is for two years with three possible one-year extensions. Assemblymember Crystal Duncan asked about pay increases and what would happen to the dispatcher's pay when the contract term ends. City Administrator John Leach said the answer was a bit complicated. Salaries for represented employees have already been set through the the bargaining agreements. Um, And as far as whether or not the salary will go up and how long it will stay, that's to be determined throughout the, we have to do what's called a letter of agreement with the, uh, with the bargaining unit. So we'll still need to work that piece out um, to, to get the specifics nailed down. Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis said early on he'd shared concerns about staffing, but those concerns had been assuaged. And he added that if the partnership doesn't end up working, the city has options. We do have a 60-day out, which was very important to me that... Uh, should it not work, um, we we can get out. Uh, Valdez was the town with the previous contract. Uh, if it worked for them, I'm pretty sure we could find a way to make it work here. The city approved the contract unanimously. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. The Sitka Assembly wants to establish a tourism task force, but they're still fine-tuning the details. When it met on Tuesday, the Assembly discussed creating a committee that would look into the recent surge in tourism and make recommendations, but struggled over the composition of the group. 
Last year's tourism season was record-breaking due to an increase in cruise traffic. 2023 should be even bigger, with over 500,000 cruise passengers expected at the privately owned Sitka Sound Cruise Terminal. Assemblymember Chris Istad, who co-sponsored the item with J.J. Carlson, said he wanted the task force to tackle the big questions about Sitka's tourism future. Then we wanted to come up with the directives that we wanted them to look into. And um, obviously one of the big ones is the question of capping or limiting the amount of tourists that come into this community. Um, Obviously, it's kind of a hot button topic here, but I'm stubborn and I wanted to take it head on and I want this task force to take it head on. The task force would explore whether capping or limiting tourism is possible for Sitka, develop an annual review cycle for Sitka's tourism-related operations, and help create a tourism best management practices program. Several members of the public spoke out in support of a task force, including Holly Reeder, who manages Aspen Suites Hotel. I think that a task force is um, on the right track. I think that it's time we start looking at the long-range plan here. Um, I've been at many meetings, and that keeps coming up. Um, is to look towards the future, not just this short-term plan. I also think that we need to start looking a little bit broader, not just at the cruise tourism, but also our independent travelers, and including some of that in this task force as well. Kent Barkow cautioned against a task force that was made up mostly of people with economic interests in the tourism industry without counterbalance from the community. I mean, it's a really difficult thing to try to compose a task force that's independent, you know, neutral or somehow represents the whole community. But if you stack it one way, I think you can ensure yourself that it's going to be stacked that way. And so the results you would expect would be predictable. Sponsors propose that the nine-member group include representatives from the Sitka Sound Cruise Terminal, Lincoln Street Businesses, tours and attractions, as well as two at-large community seats and one appointed seat each from the Sitka Tribe of Alaska, Ports and Harbors Commission, and Sustainability Commission, respectively. Across the board, Assembly members supported creating the task force. Tim Pike said he'd heard simple solutions proposed, like a referendum that asked voters to weigh in on the number of tourists visiting Sitka, but he felt deeper conversations are needed within the community to better understand what Sitkins want. You know, I think that what questions we end up asking and and what questions we ask of the community to elicit um, a deeper, thoughtful response from everyone, I think will determine the success of this commission. But there were still questions about the makeup of the group and how many representatives there should be for given industry or perspective, how those members would be vetted, and the role city staffers would play. Ultimately, sponsors J.J. Carlson and Chris Istad decided to tweak their language and bring a resolution back for Assembly consideration at the next regular meeting in mid-March. If it's approved by the Assembly, the city will start advertising for volunteers to join the new task force. Alaska Airlines' iconic Salmon 30 Salmon will soon be a memory. The airline confirmed on Monday that its custom Boeing 737, painted to look like a 129-foot-long Alaska King Salmon, is going to get a new look, and it will be cultural rather than fishy. Tim Thompson, director of public relations and community marketing for the airline, told the Alaska Beacon that the plane will be painted over after a final ceremonial flight on April 17th. That will be Flight 65, the daily Southeast Alaska milk run that travels from Seattle to Anchorage with stops in Ketchikan, Petersburg, Wrangell, and Juneau along the way. 
Flight 65 unfortunately does not stop in Sitka for residents here who would like a last look. The salmon-painted plane has been in the Alaska Airlines fleet since 2005, when the Alaska Seafood Marketing Institute funded the repainting of an aircraft as part of a promotional campaign for Alaska salmon. The flying salmon was so popular that the aircraft was repainted with a new salmon design six years later, with the airline fronting the costs. Alaska Airlines says that the yet-to-be-announced replacement will be a new way to honor the culture and history of our namesake state and our connection to communities across the West Coast. Fans of the current design have launched an online petition in an attempt to convince the airline to keep it. The name Salmon 30 Salmon is actually older than the first painted jet. The nickname came from a 1987 incident in Juneau when an Alaskan Airlines jet was struck by a salmon dropped by a bald eagle. Wrangell's government is speaking out against a petition to put southeast Alaska wolves on the federal endangered species list. The Wrangell Assembly unanimously approved a resolution on Tuesday urging the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service not to list the wolves of the Alexander Archipelago as endangered. The resolution pushes the federal government to consider recent restrictions on development in the Tongass. It also cites data collected by the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, which opposes the potential endangered designation as well. Three environmental groups filed the petition to put the wolves on the endangered species list in 2020. They argue that southeast wolves are genetically distinct and at risk of extinction due to loss of habitat and food sources, primarily Sitka black-tailed deer. This is the third time that area's wolves have been considered for a place on the endangered species list. The first two times, Fish and Wildlife didn't find it was warranted. But in 2021, they agreed that southeast wolves might need more protections. Wrangell's resolution joins a petition filed by the Kloak Fish and Game Advisory Committee and signed by individuals and organizations throughout Alaska. Wrangell's assembly originally considered signing on to Kloak's petition, but Assemblymember Bob Dalrymple had concerns. The problem I have with this is the petition idea itself. In my opinion, a petition is, is not necessarily uh, a government function. It's an individual's or an organization function. And I think we have a higher level of sovereignty here than just to add our name onto okay. something. Yeah. And I do have problems with some of the wording in that petition. It's, it's anti-logging, you know, and brings in just other stuff mm -hmm. that yeah. if we sign that, we're approving all of that, every word of it. So I would rather us write our own um, either resolution or letter stating very similar things, but just, just to keep it clean. In its resolution, the Wrangell Assembly lays out a number of reasons why it opposes the designation. One is that wolves are highly mobile and move between the mainland and onto other islands of the archipelago. Additionally, the borough doesn't support the designation of the Alexander Archipelago wolf as a distinct subspecies of wolf in the first place. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. Music